everyone, and welcome to Flashes of DEI, a podcast where we explore topics and ideas related to diversity, equity, and inclusion, aka DEI. I'm Bree, my pronouns are she, her, hers, and I am the project director in the Division of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. And I'm Katie, and I use they, them, their pronouns, and I serve as director here in DEI. And today, we are joined by some great people from across the university. Would you both mind introducing yourself quick to our listeners? Sure. Uh, my name is Lloyd Denman. My pronouns are they, them, theirs. I am the assistant director of the LGBTQ Plus Center. Howdy. My name is Graham Callahan. My pronouns are they, them. I am a student here. I'm a junior. My major is theater tech. I'm concentrating in scenic and prop design. I'm an LGBT studies minor, and I'm also the president of Threads, which is one of the student orgs on campus. Our focus is with intersectionality of marginalized groups. Dang, uh, Graham, that is <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm very busy. I'm making the most of this year. I only have two years left. I got to get things done. We're making moves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate you both so much for joining us. We we know, I mean, just that was just a taste of what Graham is all up to. So we know that it's a busy time. So we super appreciate y'all um, talking with us. And Brie and I are pretty excited to uh, be able to talk with you both today and explore a topic that is always relevant, and that is chosen name and pronouns. Uh, and there's a lot we could talk about within the time that we've got today and this topic. So we're going to try and keep it contained <laughs> to that half hour or less. Uh, so y'all ready to just kind of go for it? Oh, absolutely. I am. All right. So our first question for y'all is just to give folks uh, kind of an understanding of what we're even talking about here today. What are uh, pronouns and what are chosen names? I can talk about pronouns. Um, so pronouns, they are part of language. You probably learned it back in like the second grade when you're learning like what a noun is, adjectives, it's, you know, part of that. So a pronoun is basically any word that's used to replace a noun, like the name of a noun, mm-hmm. instead of, you know, talking in the third person when I say, you know, Graham went to class today and now Graham is recording this podcast, I would say, I went to class today, I'm recording this podcast, I is a pronoun that's used to replace my name. Um, you is a pronoun, it's a pronoun, um, but then when we go to gendered pronouns, that's usually like he, him, she, her, they, them, which is like a singular gender pronoun. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's also neo-pronouns, which are a thing. Um, people have been exploring different pronoun usage for literally forever. Um, <laughs> literally like in the 1800s, some guy was like, hey, what if we use von, von self pronouns? So mm-hmm. it's something that we've always like, always been exploring different ways to refer to ourselves. People like to have like different pronouns to properly like identify themselves in relation to their identity and their gender. That was like English 201 right there. <laughs> <laughs> Will you want to talk about chosen names? Yeah, so uh, chosen names are the names that folks will use for themselves, especially folks who are transitioning. And so that's the name that you should use for them. And that comes up in a, in a lot of different contexts too. Yeah, I mean, part of what uh, we're talking about is why that's important. So you talked, mm-hmm. let's start with chosen names. Why are chosen names important? So it, it helps convey something about someone's identity, right? Names and pronouns both are how we refer to each other and uh, like just people in general, and they're really deeply personal. So your name can say a lot about your gender. Your pronouns can say something about your gender if you want them to. And using the wrong name for someone can be really disrespectful. 
Um, it's implying that you don't care enough to learn how to pronounce their name, that the name that they were given at birth is what you are going to use for them, even if that's not like who they are. So, so when you're born, you, you don't have a name for yourself. So your parents give you one um, and that's mm-hmm. a gift. And, you know, one day if that baby decides, hey, this gift isn't, you know, right for me anymore. I'm changing it to something else. There's, there's no harm in that. I know that uh, some parents get upset when their child goes and changes their name because they feel like Mm -hmm. it's like a personal attack to them or an affront to them but that's simply not the case like if you gave somebody a sweater you know and like years later like they've outgrown that sweater and they don't wear it anymore and they went out got themselves a new sweater not going to be like where's that sweater I gave you 20 years ago why aren't you wearing it anymore like people don't do that and yeah like Lo was saying it's important that people refer to people with the correct name um like just because a name isn't somebody's government name and that's how I refer to my debt name or redacted like when I get you know mail from the government I'm like ah redacted Callahan <laughs> like so you know just you call people what they say to call you because it's a matter of respect you know mm-hmm. And like respecting other human beings. I really like that uh, gift analogy. Uh, and how amazing would it be if there was like a return policy on names? It makes things so much easier. I mean, really, because getting your name, like getting your name, like legally changed is so a difficult, really mm-hmm. intimidating. Um, I've been going by Graham for like about five years now, um, and I'd love to get my name legally changed, but I am like so daunted mm-hmm. and like so scared because there are a lot of hurdles. You got to go before a judge mm-hmm. um, and certain judges aren't always the nicest. I mean, mm-hmm. We live in Ohio, you know, so Ohio isn't the most LGBT friendly place in the universe. So there's a lot of anxiety that comes with actually getting your name legally changed. I've used that same like gift metaphor. Um, I inherited some cool things from my grandparents when they passed away. And it's not stuff that I want to use in my day-to-day life, but I want to have it on display and I want to keep it. So, you know, there's also this idea that every trans person, every non-binary person wants to legally change their name. First of all, it's like, like we're saying, it's not accessible, but you know, there's some folks who have some attachment mm-hmm. to it. So I, I got this, this silverware from my grandparents. Right. And like, I like it, I want to keep it, but I don't want to use it every day. I have some other stuff that I chose yeah. and I don't want somebody else to come into my house and say like, Oh, but I found this other thing. Can we use <laughs> that? Like, no, I, <laughs> I want to keep it. And I want people to know what it is because it has mm-hmm. special meaning to me. Um, but I'm telling you to use this other thing because for me, um, like my, my legal name is special to me. I was named after a song as were several of my other siblings. And so I don't want to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. But then folks are like, but have you, do you want to change your name? Have you thought about that? And I'm like, yeah, I've thought about it. And also no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A super important point, right? Like each person's uh, relationship to their name, whether it be government, legal, or chosen name, is different. And so, you know, use what people tell you to use. Always good practice. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's also like when it comes to names, any person of any gender can have any name, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like people always expect you, like, if you're like, oh, you're a different gender, oh, you need to change your name. Like, you really don't. Yeah. Um, you know, names can be anything you want them to be. It's so interesting to me, too. And I, I jotted down some notes before we jumped into this, and this, like, leads right into it. But I have a friend whose name is Sword. And that is a name that he was named at birth. That is his legal name. Mm-hmm. It has not ever been changed. And folks don't 
ever, I mean, maybe they give him grief about it. I'm, I'm not living his life, but like he can say that that's his name. And because he's not trans, folks aren't challenging it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to trans and non-binary folks, there's always this like, is, how, how did you get to- But what's your you real name? name? <laughs> what's your real name? That's, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Where did your name come from? I, yeah. And, that, and that's just like how even with pronouns, people like will be so quick to correct their pronouns if they misgender somebody's dog. Um, mm-hmm. Like they will like freak out and they will care so much if they, you know, call, oh no, my, don't you see my dog is wearing a pink bow? Obviously this is a she, her dog. How dare you? But then for like change people will be like, oh, this is just so inconvenient and hard to give you like use the right pronouns for you. I think it all comes back to like people not respecting trans people like they should yeah I mean regardless of how somebody identifies we should respect and use the names and pronouns that they tell us right because it's not just trans people who use names that are different from their government name or pronouns that are different from um, what folks kind of assume their pronouns might be and so we shouldn't ask deeper questions if we find out the person we're talking to or about is trans right just accept it and move forward yeah. All right. So I have a question. Um, so there's been a bit of language change around both names and pronouns. And specifically, um, the language of preferred has fallen out of best practice. Um, could you touch on that shift and kind of explain why it's important? Well, it's not fallen out of best practice enough because I still see it all the time. <laughs> like with your um, But yeah, so basically a person's chosen name, it's not a preference. Like, I feel like people, a lot of people don't actually understand what the word preference means or like what preferred means. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like my, like my chosen name, like my name is Graham. That's not a preference. It's a fact. It is mm-hmm. a fact mm-hmm. of life. That is my name. My name is Graham. To call me by any other name would be incorrect and it would be disrespectful. Like same with my pronouns. Like my pronouns are they, them. It's not a preference. It's, it is what it is. And people need to use it or there's going to be an issue. Some people like who use like multiple pronouns, they may have a preference. But when it comes to like people's identities and like what they say, it's not a preference. It's a fact. Like you wouldn't call a cis person's pronouns preferred. So why call a trans person's name and pronouns preferred? Because it, it, it's just, that's not it. Something Graham was saying just like struck this, this idea with me of my own like name progression process, right? So like small, mm-hmm. tiny human me was going by my first name and then I didn't like it. And I don't think that at the time I understood that, that was like dysphoria as a thing, right? Um, and so I started going mm-hmm. by my middle name instead. And then as I got older, folks kept like, using the wrong version of my name. And that was the thing that finally got me to the point that I was like, all right, you are going to call me low. Mm -hmm. You are going to call me this. If someone tells you that they go by a nickname, then you use that for them, right? Miley Cyrus, like that's not her legal name. Is it Hannah Montana? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what her legal name is but it's not Miley but everybody's just like yeah Lady Gaga like we don't I don't know I don't know her personally I don't (laughs) know her story but I do know that Miley isn't her real name but everybody just accepts that for what it is um and nobody argues about it and with Miley like we don't need to know the story right Right. we just need to know what like she wants to be called everybody Mm -hmm. knows that it's Miley Cyrus when you say her name and that's what that's what matters right So for people who do want to respect and want to create space for uh, trans people and any people, right, cis people, to be able to share 
these aspects of themselves, their names and their pronouns? Um, what are things that folks can do uh, or that they should be aware of when trying to create that space? So one thing that is always good is starting by like just introducing yourself with your names and your pronouns like automatically. Mm -hmm. If like if you're cis, if you're trans, especially if you're cis, because as like a cis person, being an ally to trans people is making that space comfortable for other people to come out and like use their pronoun. But then also it's like not forcing people to mm -hmm. say their pronouns. I mean, especially in situations where like don't target people you think are trans, like like basically there'll be instances like you'll be in like a group setting um like introducing yourselves and someone will be like oh oh what's your name oh what's your name what's your name what's what are your pronouns okay what's your name like so they just by like mm -hmm. targeting somebody who you think is trans basically it's like outing them making them the odd one out so it's like mm -hmm. ask everybody or ask nobody not every trans person wants their trans identity to be on display that's perfectly valid because being out and trans is a dangerous thing mm -hmm. um so it's important not to just out people um but if you like really don't know somebody's pronouns and you need to know it's perfectly all right to take them aside privately and ask them um, it doesn't always have to be like a whole public kerfuffle asking somebody what their pronouns are. Mm -hmm. Getting back to that creating space for people, there are definitely things to to not do. I thought of like all the all the simple, easy tasks of like how you can create that space and, and be supportive. But I also think of the ways that we think that we're doing allyship really well. We're telling people, hey, we're really good allies to you and then doing a lot with our actions that are saying something different. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of this, this TikTok that I saw where somebody was talking about preferring the company of someone who understands your gender for what it is and sometimes messes your pronouns up versus someone who gets your pronouns right every time because they are being really particular about it, but they don't understand your gender for what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's also really important to understand the ways that folks can insist on the quality of their allyship and that be a, a way that they are hindering that space that is protective right or, or that is safe so like someone being performative like making a big deal about getting your pronouns right versus somebody who gets it right most of the time uh and works really hard to get it right but isn't like oh did you see me i got your pronouns right, right. type of thing right okay because like there, there are folks who will communicate with you in ways that sort of indicates that like they are actually perceiving you as the gender that you're telling them mm, that yeah, you are for sure even if they get your pronouns wrong sometimes mm -hmm. like they're aware of it and they're like oh crap I messed up and then they fix it internally because they actually understand you as that gender versus someone who like I'm gonna get them right every single time because I'm a good person but I don't see you as the gender that you are mm -hmm. and you are what you were assigned at birth yeah it's like a matter of like memorizing pronouns yeah rather than like actually thinking of someone as the gender mm -hmm. that they are yeah yeah so I'm relatively new to the area and I'm thinking of the ways that I have to find like new doctors and new therapists too, right? So the things that folks put on their forms and like their intake stuff, the way that they advertise themselves to folks. Back home, I went to this place that their intake form had like gender identity, but then they had gone ahead and filled it in for me, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's not helpful. Um, but I was looking for like counselors and therapists. And one of the things that I had, and I wasn't even thinking about it, but they like gave these bios of the therapist's approaches to therapy, the different techniques that they use. And I was like, okay, this is, this is cool. This is legit. Um, and they were using third person pronouns for all of the therapists throughout. 
Um, and then they got to the bottom and they were like, this person's pronouns are she, her, hers, even though they had been using them through the whole bio, right? Like at, it was an afterthought. And like these, these micro communications about stuff like that really gets into this space of, are you actually going to be able to support me? Or did you just go through a training and learn that that's a thing that you can do? And so you decided to do that, which is not to say that training itself isn't helpful. It helps you understand these different concepts, but it doesn't make you an expert necessarily. And it doesn't like make you more capable and competent than the folks that you're engaging with, with the folks who are like part of the community. Yeah. It's not an end all be all. And there are things that we, we get from trainings and try to implement that, like putting pronouns right in a bio, how much cool would have been if that happened at the beginning, right after their name. And so we can be taking these steps, but we might not be communicating what we want to actually be communicating. So thinking a little bit deeper about some of the things we're doing and what messages we are intentionally or unintentionally sending. Yeah. Like as part of the queer community, we have to measure those things. We, we understand those like micro level communications that other folks aren't picking up on. So in your, in your talk, you mentioned people basically making mistakes, right? Sending unintentional messages, I hope at least unintentional messages, Um, or, you know, I mean, social programming is super strong. I've been using they, them for like 10 years now. And legit a couple months ago, I accidentally sheed myself and I was like, oh my gosh, where did that come from? Right. So mistakes are going to happen when people are trying to get names and pronouns, right? So what do you all think folks should do when a mistake happens? I have a really good outline for how to give a good apology. It's from Rania L. Mugamar, and it's got like five or six steps to it. The steps of this apology are that you acknowledge that it happened, like you bear witness to the fact that, no, this really did happen, um, because marginalized folks in particular are, are gaslit so frequently, right? So acknowledge that the thing actually happened, that the harm was committed. Do the emotional uptake, so creating space for whoever was hurt to feel their feelings without like policing of their feelings or telling them that they're not allowed or that, that it's not appropriate to feel that way. Um, and then center the hurt. So rather than thinking about your own feelings of guilt, think about the person who you have caused harm to, right? And center that. Identify, so accountability and changing of behavior, right? So taking ownership of the fact that that you committed the act of harm and that you are committed to, like you understand what the harm was and why it was harmful and that you are changing your behavior. And then the last step is like divestment from forgiveness. So Mm -hmm. um, investing in the labor of like reconciliation rather than getting forgiveness from that person. Like it might, that forgiveness might come, but you still apologize whether you're getting that forgiveness or not, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But less, less academic is apologize and do better. (laughs) (laughs) Graham, anything you want to add on to that? Making a mistake when it comes like names or pronouns, it's just really important to like not make a big deal out of it. Because often there's like a, like what happens is that someone like will use like the wrong pronouns or something like that. They tend to make a gigantic Mm -hmm. deal out of it. Um, And that does tend to really center themselves. And they'll be like, oh, like, I'm so sorry. And I'm Mm -hmm. such a bad person and da, 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 da. And then that hurts the trans person, like in the position of having to like, then assure this person that they're not a bad Mm -hmm. person and oh it's fine and da 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 which is like ridiculous 
Um, so one analogy that I really like is like the analogy of like when you step on the back of someone's heel mm. when you're walking um, and like, you know, it's not like comfortable or whatever. It sucks. But like when you do that, you're like, oh, sorry. And then you like are more aware next time. <laughs> you don't do it again. Um, rather than, you know, like if you do that, you're not going to be like, oh, my God, slay me where I stand. I deserve it. I'm the worst. Like no one, no one does that. Like that's the same energy that you bring. People make mistakes. Words are hard. I'm pretty sure that every trans person has like misgendered <laughs> himself on accident at some point. But it is a matter of like doing better. Um, and then when you're trying to do better, like thinking about why you think mm. you keep making that mistake. Um, because for some people, when they continuously misgender people, it is, it goes back to the fact that they don't actually see that person mm -hmm. as that gender. So it's so easy in their mind to continue to misgender them because they're still thinking of that person mm -hmm. as the wrong gender. I'm an LGBT studies minor. Okay, I do love <laughs> queer theory. I love that stuff. I love, love me some reading, love me an article, love to like think and consider and like marinate on concepts such as gender um and I feel like a lot of people don't do that like especially like cis people I feel like they don't do that legitimately if there's somebody who keeps having issues like misgendering somebody not thinking of them as that gender like I highly encourage those people to like sit down and literally mm. study gender think about it expand your mind like expand your worldview when it comes to gender it's like oh do you keep misgendering this person like oh well they don't look like a guy what mm. do you think a guy looks like why do you mm -hmm. think a guy looks like that how do you think a guy should act explore mm. those things reconsider all you've been taught because that's the thing living in this western like society we have been taught that gender is a binary you're either a man or you're a woman, you're born that way, you stay that way. A man does this and this and this, a woman does that and that and that. And it's all these like super stagnant ideas. So I feel like people need to really move out of those ideas because that's going to end up helping. And I think like addressing those things at the root are actually going to help people actually be better allies. And those ideas are so ingrained too. Like you really do need to do the work to kind of unlearn things that we're going generations on generations mm -hmm. of what we've been taught. Yeah. So um, kind of shifting away from the concept of allies and um, that frame, what would you say to anyone who is using or thinking about using names or pronouns that weren't assigned to them? So the first thing like I would say is congratulations and you are so brave. Literally just taking the first step of exploring one's gender in a society like this is an incredibly brave thing to do. And like, I'm, I'm very proud of those people because it can be incredibly scary even doing something like beginning to privately refer to yourself with a different name. Like that is a very scary thing to do. So taking those, like those first steps, they're hard, but they're definitely worthwhile because to stifle down those emotions and those ideas that you want to explore isn't healthy. And then it only makes those things come up later, I would say actually there's a thing that I think it, it might still exist like I used it back when I was like first exploring myself I think in like 2015 and it's an online thing called the pronoun dressing room and basically it was this, this little mm -hmm. site where it was basically kind of like like a Mad Lib type thing where you could like put in a name, put in your pronouns, and then it creates a little story using those names and pronouns. So you can like read about yourself. That was a way that I could like start exploring mm -hmm. it. And it can, I know it can mm -hmm. be really scary when um, you start the process of wanting to like tell people, I would say starting like with people that you trust 
people that you're close to and then like slowly expanding outward not being afraid to try different pronouns like even if you're like oh well i'm a girl so i should be using she her a girl can use he him pronouns there are plenty of women who use he him pronouns um mm-hmm. so it's like not to limit yourself to the idea of what pronouns you think you should be using women can use any pronouns men can use any pronouns non-binary people they don't just use they them pronouns mm-hmm. um so being able to explore that when it comes to finding like a new name having patience with with yourself finding a name that suits you can take a while like if you want to change up your name every day that is your prerogative like you are not being a burden to anybody you're not being irritating being able to like explore those names and pronouns freely that is something that you deserve and the people around you should be respecting and honoring that and if they're not then it's not it's not a you problem you're not doing anything wrong um people should be respecting you as you go on your journey with your identity i'm gonna put like the counseling degree that I earned to good use here and (laughs) remind folks, you know, you can go at your own pace. You're not any less valid if you take smaller steps to get where you're going because your story is about you. You're not less of who you are if you haven't come out to certain people or in certain spaces because you don't necessarily owe that to them. You owe yourself safety and security above others knowing your identities and you get to judge who is safe for you. Important stuff and good reminders and good messages. For folks who are listening and are coming from Kent State specifically, what resources should they be aware of that they can tap into either to get support in who they are or to learn? Well, Lo and I both work at this handy dandy place <laughs> called the LGBT Center. Yeah, I know, right? It's a huge <laughs> shocker. Um, but yeah, the center is just a really amazing place. Uh, we are open five days a week, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 5 p.m. Um, people can just waltz on in. You can make a point with Lo, who's the assistant director, Ken, who's the director. Um, we have a bookshelf full of books about identity and gender and things so people can explore. Um, If you just want to have a casual chat, we always have interns here. Um, You can talk to people like people who don't work here who come in. Uh, We love having conversations just all day. We just talk. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we have like other like more formal resources. We have like a whole pamphlet filled with trans resources. And if there's something that you need that we don't have, we will try our hardest to get you what you need, because that is what we are here for. I'll shout out a couple ones I know of too, just because I know I asked the question, I'm answering my own question, (laughs) but our student legal services can help students with legal name changes as long as you pay that uh, student activity fee or something. So know that that's a resource. And we have an imperfect, but we're hoping to make it consistently and constantly better uh, chosen name process for faculty, staff, and students, which is accessed through Flashline for each of those populations. So those are a couple other uh, things you can tap into. We're working on a pronouns one. So hopefully, you know, whenever we record our our part two of this, we can uh, say we've successfully done that. Oh, and then we have uh, ally training is a thing. If you're like an ally and you're like trying to become, you know, a better ally to groups. We do safe space training. Uh, We also have trans 101. So you have to complete safe space training to get into trans 101. Um, And trans 101 always fills up pretty quickly because there are lots of folks trying to get into it. The, The best thing that you can do is come and chat with us. 
Because one-on-one conversation, that's the way to go. It's personalized to you every time, you know, everything that you need. So before we wrap it up, Graham and Lo, is there anything else you want to add? Oh, thank you for having me on. I really, I'm really happy that I was able to do this podcast uh, because I love to talk (laughs) and I love to talk about um, LGBT related matters. So this was a super fun time. Thanks for being on here. I would just echo what Graham said, like, This is so important and I appreciate y'all bringing attention to it. So thanks. Thank you both for joining us for this episode. It's been a great time. I've enjoyed myself. Um, And thanks all for those who are tuning in and listening. If you're interested in learning more about DEI, feel free to check out our website, kent.edu slash diversity. And if you've got a topic you'd like us to discuss, feel free to email us at diversity at kent.edu or connect with us on social media at DEI Kent State across platforms. We'll see you next month with a new episode. Bye. 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 <laughs>